You are now listening to Learn Life, hosted by Alan Patron. Hey, you could smoke a split with a clip, but this still no mountain pie, you know. Oh, wide enough to touch the naughty, nappy, nasty, nigga, the nasty, trashy, whole happy, pappy. That's happy to be nappy. First of all, I'm fully vaccinated. I want all of us to be fully vaccinated. I'd be the first person to tell you if something was fucking foul, especially if the government was doing it. You know, this isn't some type of lifestyle decision or whatever else. It's literally fucking science. It's our collective health. It's the smart thing to do. It's the healthy thing to do. I feel perfectly fucking fine. I'm still as ruggedly handsome as I did before I was. (laughs) I got that damn vaccine. You know, everything's fucking beautiful. I don't want us missing out on the fucking summer because... You know, we're revolting against whatever we think we're revolting against. Like, no, there's plenty of real shit to buck back at. Like last week, I went to the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. And let me say this. Uh, everybody should go visit at least once. But I do have to warn you, uh, the first two floors made me cry. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I'm not putting on for some type of dramatic effect or anything like that. The first two floors of the African-American History Museum made me cry. And I'm talking about on the spot. Like I stood there and cried. It was too fucking much to take in. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was taking like deep sigh after deep sigh. The energy was just so fucking dark. It was so fucking heavy. Now, I done seen some shit in my life. And I'm not trying to make this like the trauma Olympics or anything like that. But I've been through some shit in my life. I've seen some shit in my life. Nothing could have prepared me for what I saw in this museum. Like there were so many things that were going through my mind. Shit. (laughs) There's so much shit that's still going through my mind. Because you you can't unsee any of this. You can't unfeel what I felt standing there. Our people went through fucking hell. And I ain't trying to minimize what we'd be going through in 2021, but our people went through absolute fucking hell. And it was at the hands of white people. So I never in life want anyone to question, you know, why I talk the way I talk about white people. I mean, don't question or try to correct the way I talk about anything anyway. But definitely don't ever question me on why I talk about and why I treat white people the way that I do. There was this one fucking exhibit, man, like. It showed all these, you know, inaccurate stereotypes of who they perceived us to be and who they promoted us to be like some straight minstrel show shit. And they would use these images on toys, on ads, on uh, porcelain figurines, and, and they would use it to try to justify how they treated us. And these images are one of the reasons that, you know, I refuse to be anybody's clown. I refuse to be a clown, period. You know, I could be as big as whoever you can think of if the biggest if I ever decided to tap dance and become some type of a fucking caricature. But if you know me, if you know anything about me, you know, you know, one of my biggest fears is to become a clown, become somebody's fucking clown. No shucking and jiving for anybody just to acquire anything. That shit ain't never going to be for me. Our art has to be created with fucking integrity. We have to move around this world with integrity, especially towards each other. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that we can't have fun. We can't joke. 
but it's different when we allow ourselves to become the joke. So today I'm going to do something that usually makes me feel better. And that's make fun of white people, the way that they talk, the way they act, the way they dress, because it's all coded and it's all rooted in something that, you know, it ain't what it appears to be. So this episode is white people decoded. That sounds good. Thank okay, you. Then. That sounds good. Come What? Why don't you just come out, man? And say it. Call us jungle buddies, man. What? Asparagus fans? What? If we were white, it would have been asparagus tips. Racial, man. Racial. Oh, man. You tripping now. No, you tripping. Definitely, no, definitely. No, you're definitely. You know what's fucking crazy? The best two players in the NBA are white. And that does not fucking sit well with my spirit. Not whatsoever. And I brought this up on Twitter and like everybody started with their analytics and their metrics and their Tetris and stuff like that. But like, think about this shit for real. We all know Jokic is the MVP. And this motherfucker Luca be playing like the bathrooms are for whites only. All jokes aside, and you know, that's hard to do today because I'm going to be joking on white people. They deserve it. You know why I don't like white people being good at basketball? Because there's no way to play basketball and not talk shit. Like, think about it. Like, say if you block a shot, it's like, yo, get that shit out of here. Fuck out my face, you bitch ass nigga. Whatever you choose to say and talk shit with. And nobody takes it personal outside the lines because, you know, when we're on the court, you know, there's an unwritten contract between basketball players, whether you're a professional or what. We all know talking shit is a part of the game. That's how we grew up. That's what we know. And that's why I got so mad when they made Montreal's Harold apologize for that bitch ass white boy shit. Like, yo. First of all, needing an apology for being called a bitch-ass white boy proves that you're a bitch-ass white boy. And then it's like, yo, bitch-ass white boy is fucking light compared to what we hear on the basketball court. That's fucking light. And lastly, yo, Luca be talking shit. You ever see him on the court? He be mad animated saying something. So whatever he gets on the court, he deserves that shit. And that brings me back to the fact that white people being good at basketball is an act of fucking racism. Because what the fuck do Luca be saying on the court? I really want to know. That's like my next thing. Like if I was to ever be an investigative journalist, I know I'm a writer, but if I was to ever be an investigative journalist, I would want to find out what the fuck Luca be saying on the court. White people be saying whatever on the court. They say anything short of nigga just so they can make themselves feel good and feel like, oh, it's fair game. Because, like, you ever hear a white dude say homeboy? I'd be wanting to swing. What the fuck you mean by homeboy? The way they say it. Luke could probably be calling niggas fucking pussy on the court. And that's not okay. Like, imagine Luca dotting your eye with a three and holding out the white power sign. Because that's not a three-point sign. That's a fucking white power sign. But imagine that. He hits a three in your face and holds out the white power sign and says, You, you pussy homeboy. I, I don't know his fucking accent, but just imagine that. You pussy homeboy. Luka and fucking Jokic, they be playing basketball like they never heard of Malcolm X. Like, I will fuck you up playing against me like that. And maybe it's just the fact that niggas is in NBA is fucking pussy right now. Because, like, why nobody put a forearm in one of these itches? It's always the itches. The Doncic, Jokic, Bogdanovich, the itches. I don't know about you niggas, but itches get stitches where I'm from. And that's why I fuck with the Morris twins. I love them niggas, man. The Morris twins, Marcus Morris, he was with all the goonery. I love it. The NBA needs goons. And I have a little theory about, you know, why the NBA goon does not exist anymore. And this is serious. This is no joke. There ain't no ball players in the NBA anymore. Think about it. Niggas back in the day chose to be bald. 
the 90s Knicks. You remember that? They would shave their head, all black socks. They'd shave their heads for the playoffs, all of that. Goonery in unison. Niggas ain't fucking united in the goonery anymore. That's why white people be saying shit like, hold your horses. Now, let's decode this. And that's what this episode is about. I'm sorry that Luca got me sidetracked. I hate that nigga. Hold your horses is some deep-rooted racist shit. Like, that was started when they was telling other slave owners to hold their horses while they was chasing niggas through the woods. White people are fucking insane, bro. Sold down the river. Like, you know when white people be talking about, like, somebody's a snitch or something like that, and they told on somebody. Like, sold down the river. You sold me down the river. Sell, sell you down the river. That's literally what they used to say to people and what they used to do to us as enslaved people. They would literally sell black people down the river, selling us to a new master down the river. White people are fucking insane. And you know what else I just found out is racist? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like, yo, think about how many times as kids, you know, just play that game, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, just to make a decision about some shit. And the whole time, it was eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a nigga with the hard ER. Like, I don't know if I'm late or if I'm putting y'all on, but like, I just found that shit out and that shit blows my fucking mind. And that's why I'd be so fucking pissed when, you know, people telling me, yo, everything isn't about race. You make everything right. I didn't make everything about race. Everything is literally about fucking race. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. You know what else I found out is racist? Peanut gallery. It was made as this racist and classist thing to dismiss us on some you beneath us. You can't sit with us type of thing. And that's why I'd be laughing when people say shit like a seat at the table. I want a seat at the table. Your seat at the table is just you trying to be one of them instead of actually representing any of us. I don't want to sit with white people. I know what they really think of us. And even worse than that, white people give nicknames to the days of the week. Why would you ever want to sit with people like that? Somebody has a case of the Mondays taco tuesday you know that's some white people shit i mean i know we run taco tuesday now i mean we some fly niggas we make everything fly but that's definitely some white people mess wingsday instead of wednesday they love thirsty thursdays like white people be coming up with any reason to drink and that's one thing i gotta give white people credit for they refuse to let niggas pay for drinks white people some put it on my tab ass motherfuckers white people paying for drinks is really reparations when you think about it like, you don't got to ask the councilman or the assembly person in your district. No need to protest. No need to make a hashtag. You want reparations? Go to the bar with white people. I mean, you're going to have to listen to them say get fucked a million times. But, I mean, it's well worth it. Because white people love saying get fucked. Like, that's how they amp themselves up right before they threaten somebody with violence. Get fucked. And they love calling each other cocksucker. And cocksucker is absolutely a white people saying. Because niggas know you can't invite other niggas to your dick. And black people who say cocksucker i feel like they say nigga with an er the only time a nigga said cocksucker and it was okay was when hove told niggas the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 like i'm a big fan of the sopranos tv show but like i had to stop watching that shit because one time i was on the phone with customer service and i was calling them cocksuckers i was like watch your fucking mouth cocksucker and the guy was like sir this is a verizon please like one time i was on the phone with a white customer service representative and he called me back from his personal cell. This is a true story, by the way. I'm not making this up. This is not a joke at all. He was so tight that I called him a cocksucker. 
He's starting threatening me all types of ways. You know how like white people threaten you a little bit different. Yeah, how dare you talk to me like that, my friend? You know, when white people call you my friend, you know they want to fight. He was pissed. Say it really grinds my gears, dog nabbit. Doggone it. You know, I was just staring at my phone like, oh shit, like, this honky getting his bars off. All right. He was going off. It really chaps my ass that you think this is acceptable. Like once he said chaps my ass, I knew he really wanted smoke. So I had to get like really niggerish on him. I was like, yo, suck my dick, Luca Doncic, you bitch ass fucking nigga. Fuck out of here. You know, white people only got two faces. They either all look like Ellen or Captain America. Luca looks just like Ellen if she had a beard. And Ellen looks just like Justin Bieber. I'm telling you, white people only got two faces. I'll tell you this, though. You got to be careful when white people agree with you too much. When you start seeing them like nodding their head and saying, right, right, right. Mm, 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 you got to change the course on whatever you were saying. You don't want white people to agree with you. I'll say this, though. White people that go to protest, they don't fuck around. Like they come out like it's the high school fucking state football championship or some shit. They be having poster tags, all types of signs. But then they remind you they wait because, you know, I was at a protest one time. Right. And I wasn't chanting. I was marching. I just wasn't in the spirit to chant that day. I was angry. And, you know, one of them pulled up on me like you're supposed to chant like way too aggressive in my face with their cauliflower breath. You know, white people love them some cauliflower. Anyway, that's my time. I love you niggas. I love us. My name is Alan. You've been listening to Learn Life. And do remember, the light at the end of the tunnel is your own reflection. And I'll see you on the other side. Champagne on the rocks, pouring the Fort Knox, Lazarus, shark salad with carriage, pork chops and applesauce, twin connection, disrespect and watch your body cave and pump the shoddy gauge and hit the shorty wadi potty trainer. I ain't playing, I'm truly the worst. Who be the first to get his whole body fully reversed? Who's he your hurts? Leave you double dead. I'm a bubble head. I never listen to nothing my mother said. And yo, I hold niggas ransom for money like Johnny Handsome. The son of niggas so long, I think I got a grandson. My passion is money, a stash and a honey that won't ask no questions. But don't blast anybody, that's my kind of girl Kind of world that wanna live in, not a cell Or a prison or in hell, so I'm getting just a little ghetto Where my niggas control the middle and know the riddles of life While others know only a little